And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Rotherham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Adolfi. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! Adolfi! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have a draw. We have a point away at Borough. So close um, to that away victory, but not to be. Just a point away at, uh, away at Middlesbrough. We'll cover that. And anything else that we can find that's tenuously Rotherham United related over the next hour or so. Mick is back. How are you doing, Mick? I'm all good, mate. Thank you. Are you? I'm very good. You have an exciting day today. Half past electricity in your area. So oh, there's lots of washing and drying and washing and drying and all sorts of stuff. It's been like, honestly, living the dream. Living <laughs> the dream. It's uh, Mick's living the, living, the, living the big life. Uh, Danny, how are you doing, mate? I'm doing all right. I don't have half price electricity, unfortunately, but I'm all right today. <laughs> Good. Um, we're going to start on the negative note. We just want to mention the obviously the incident at Hillsborough yesterday. We're not going to be sort of sitting at point scoring and saying it all about them, but it's just another incident of racial abuse. Obviously, we had Rotherham fans involved last season against Cardiff, where some idiot put some racist tweets out. Nobody's sort of holding now. It's just hopefully we can action can be taken and. The world can move on from these idiots that still persist and come into football goal and, and this racist behaviour. Um, the statements from both clubs and FIFA getting involved and everything like that is, is the right thing to do. And you saw what happened in, with the AC Milan play last night as well. Um, I thought we were further down the road than this, but sadly we're not. So Casey Palmer, obviously, all support from football supporters all down the country, I think. And hopefully action is taken against the person um that did did those actions um just wanted to mention that really um i am going to start by putting pressure on you guys though so i'll show properly you had homework <laughs> what? Uh, if anybody in the comments wants to return theirs as well um i mean 
Nah. Yes, sir. I have the dog ate my homework, sir. Ah. Oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I should have done it. It's pointless. It's absolutely <laughs> pointless. Is it? Is it? It is a bit pointless. Asking everybody what their what their what their comments are and what their funniest moment are because everybody is going to have one of the two, aren't they? Go, go on then. The vast majority are going to have Sam Klukas. <laughs> Sam Klukas. Sam Klukas is absolutely wonderful behaviour. <laughs> The anger. <laughs> I always thought he was like a calm, cool, nothing ruffles him kind of guy. <laughs> no, not all. If ever there was proof positive that his birth certificate is inaccurate, <laughs> that was it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I enjoyed that. Any other moments? Um, mine's sort of like weirdly. Ironically funny that Middlesbrough's keeper's got the perfect name for goalkeeper because he's called Glover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, good point, actually. I like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there, that, it? <laughs> yeah, I, like uh, it. I enjoyed Victor trying to be an outfield player yesterday. Um, <laughs> the tackle and the header as well. The header in the second half. I don't really understand what he was doing, but I really enjoyed. Uh, Victor trying to join in with outfield players. We know I think he secretly wants to be like a midfielder or something, probably. Um, joining the celebrations and whatnot. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there we go. Um, short, Harry says, Sean Morrison celebrating the offside goal. Yeah, um, and then that was fantastic. That was my other one. Yeah. Yeah, it was I enjoyed that. Um, <laughs> Powerman says, Peter Kuzel played. That's a funny moment, but bearing me, given he's supposed to be refusing to play. Yeah. 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 Good shout. There's still people doubling down on Twitter. You know, on that, it's it's like, mad, isn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, I'm going to refuse to play last week, but this week I've decided I'll play. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Somebody had a chat with me and showed me the error in the ways. <laughs> anyway. Jordan. Um, man. Billy's the Rotherham fan who charged at the home fans and fell over the seats. I haven't seen I haven't seen I've heard about it, but I've not seen it. That was good. I enjoyed that. We're going to do this more often because I've enjoyed these first few minutes of the show, just laughing at things. Um, yeah, enjoyable. Uh, right, let's talk about the game. Go back to the start of the game, Mick. The starting eleven. Mm. Eyes, to be honest with you, uh, mm. three, three. It's not a three-six-one, obviously, but a three-four. I don't know what it was. One striker up top, anyway. Mick. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's on the, I was surprised Hugo started up top of his own. Very, very yeah. surprised. I don't, I don't think he did too badly, but I, I was surprised. Very surprised. Yeah, I was as well. Um, and I guess perhaps it, one of his old clubs played a part in it. I mean, that, that didn't really narrow it down too much, does it? But um, maybe that played a part of it in it. But I, I, I think Tommy Eason must be sat there wondering what he's got to do to, uh, mm. to get, a, get a start, you know, because... In terms of goal scoring, I know we don't score very many, so but but he's the one that's kind of um, scored most recently, shall we say? Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a surprise, but it was all right, weren't he? He got an assist for the goal, um, which was a bit of a surprise to me. That to be honest, I was screaming, "Pass it, pass it!" and I thought there's no way he's going to pass it. <laughs> and he did. Um, but yeah, I mean. Other than that, I don't think there were any real surprises in, in the in the starting lineup at all. Um, maybe the omission of Oli Rathbone, but I think that was, I think that's been coming as we've been saying on this podcast for a few weeks now. 
um, in, in, in terms of his lack of impact on games that he's had. So when he came on, you know, I think he uh, he, he was better. He was he was kind of short space of time he was on there, back to his old, old self. So uh, maybe a break will do him good. But uh, yeah, other than that, not really much of a... Uh, Mm. I have forgot something else, else that made me laugh, and I'm not laughing at a guy being injured, but the push from Jordan Hugel to push Jones over was one of the most needless things I've seen all season. Yeah. And now that guy's probably out of a cup semi final. It's just. That was so Jordan Hugel, weren't it? I don't even think the ref gave a foul, though, did he? No. no. It was just the most blatant push I think I've ever seen. Um, but yeah. I, mm. I did enjoy the push, not the, not the injury, but I, did enjoy, I definitely enjoyed the John Hugo push. Mm. Well, it's um, what happened to um, Humphreys in Texas. It is, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in sort of roundabouts. Um, Danny, we went one up top, and it, we, it was very obvious in that first 45 minutes that we went one up top because we lacked... The only moment came from a little bit of a mess-up from Middlesbrough trying to play out of the back and failing. Mm. Um, Hugo was just a complete lone figure, certainly for the first 45 minutes. And we we had a foothold because we were defensively solid, but there was no offensive attacking foothold in the game at all for me. So it's like the first half. Yeah, we, we had a foothold in the game, but we had Middlesbrough constantly kicking the leg, which was somehow attached to it. Um, but yeah, with the one up top, it... He sort of came across that it was Cafu was like the off striker, hmm. um, which later on in the game proved to be all right because we got the ball in a good position and you were playing him through with a brilliant pass, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But in the first half, there was so little going forward other than, like you say, when Middlesbrough dithered and we put a bit of pressure on him and got the ball back. Um, and Hugo's very unlucky not to score. He just doesn't quite wrap his foot round it enough. If that was mm. against a team like who else has he played for? Um, Preston or QPR, Preston, or... West Brom, one of those. It, it's the back of the net. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it were a good chance. But after watching the highlights back, we were so pegged back by Middlesbrough, and they just kept hitting us and hitting us all the time. Lord knows how they didn't score in first half. To be fair. Um, but <laughs> it sort of proves we're their bogey team. You know, we've scored more goals against Middlesbrough this season than Chelsea have so far, <laughs> um, which, which is which is an interesting one. Um, but yeah, that first half, it it felt similar to the Stoke game hmm. in the first half, where there was very little going forward for us. Um, the only difference was that Middlesbrough sort of kept pushing us and pushing us towards the end of the half. Um, which isn't a nice feeling, to be fair, especially when you're listening on commentary, because it's like, I can't see what's happening, but I'm nervous anyway. You know, it, it's it's not a nice feeling. Um, but we certainly changed it. We changed the dynamic of our performance anyway in the second half. Mm. I think that's when it sort of came into its own a little bit. If we can play more like we did in the second half for the 90 minutes, story of our season, um, then I'd be more comfortable with your away games. Mm, yeah. Whereas now I'm still very eggshelly with away games. I know what you mean. Um, I suppose the question is, Mick, is that first half okay? Because we were never going to win the game in the, based on that first... But if, you, if that's even going to play 45 minutes, 
And that's how we basically played against Stoke. But the difference was against Stoke, we never stepped it up. Whereas in this game, we did make that step up. Mm. Um, is that is that are you fine with that? You're sort of sticking the game for a 45 minutes an hour and then step it up, or how as do you a, feel about it? As an away performance, I don't think I think it was a very very good away performance. Mm. Uh, we soaked all the pressure up in the first half. They didn't really create much, did they? I can't really remember Victor having a great deal to do in that mm. first half. Uh, apart from that great tackle uh, out on to, out on touchline, um, but but yeah, I mean he wasn't he wasn't under cosh really. Um, they played pretty football again, lots and lots of possession, but they didn't really create a great deal. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that I, in in a, in, a, in reality when teams go away from home, particularly teams who are when when you when oh uh, the big underdog. That's mm. that's the tactic that's been used since football started almost, and it you know stay in game and try and catch something a little bit later on. You don't mm. win the game in the first half, but you can yeah. certainly lose it in that first half. Um, and and I thought I thought defensively we were very very solid in the first half. You're right. Going forward, we didn't have a great deal. We didn't we didn't have a, a great deal of intent. To be fair, I think we were hoping we were going to maybe catch him out playing it around at the back, which we did. Uh, unfortunately, Hugo didn't finish it off. Uh, I think he'd be disappointed with that, to be honest. But um, uh, but then, yeah, after the after the, uh, the second, went to the second half, I thought we did all right. We were we were a lot more progressive. We were a lot more aggressive as well, mm. um, and got and got forward a lot more. And and arguably could have perhaps added to that one 0 lead while we had it. Um, yeah. So so yeah, I I have no no problem with that kind of performance away from home. At home, it's a different matter. Yeah. Um, mm. But having said that, it depends who you're playing at home as well, doesn't it? You know. So. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, let's just take off the Victor stuff because social media seems to have got it in its head that Victor's on his way out. Um, yeah. So it was quite. It was quite odd as in people sort of saying, oh, it's Victor's last game today." I was sort of thinking, "Well, it could be. You know, there's what ten days left of the window." But I've not seen a single concrete rumour. The concrete rumour was Sheffield United. Well, Sheffield United are signing somebody from Atletico Madrid. So I think it's very, very likely that Sheffield United are going to pick up Victor now because they've got somebody else in. <laughs> Whether even in to start, we don't know. Um, there's been nothing concrete at all on Victor. Um, he doesn't seem the kind of guy that's going to push for a move at this stage of his career, at this stage of the season. Bear in mind, I think the affection he has for the club as well. Mm. Uh, I think if somebody comes in with daft money, I think I think he'll go, but it wouldn't need to be good money. And I don't, I, there's been no strong rumours that anybody has been in for any kind of reasonable money. Um, is this just the transfer window? Do any of people that bored of our transfer window? We're just making up that this this guy's on his way. Well, apparently Kyoso was never on his way, and then he was, and then he wasn't playing, and now he is. Um, <laughs> so, I think it's partially fueled by boredom of the window because there's been little to nothing with us anyway. Um like you said, the Victor the Chef United rumour was the only thing that caused a bit of concern, but there seems to be quite a bit of weight to them signing the keeper from Atletico. Um so that might be them leaving leaving it alone. Um but it sort of seems an odd time to sell a keeper in January unless you are desperate to sign a new goalkeeper or desperate to try and change who's in your net anyway. Mm. 
um, then you wouldn't really go for one unless, like you say, you are playing silly money or it's a loan. Um, and I think the only way we'd cash in with Victor in January is if it was silly money, like mm. uh, compensating us a championship quality goalkeeper and then some. I think so. That's like upwards of seven million. Mm. Um, so I honestly can't see Victor going. I think if he was going to go, it would have been earlier in the window. Say, I don't know, just to throw a date out of there around the tenth, for example, like quite early in the window, um, just to move a bit of money around and give Richardson a bit more to play with with bringing players in. But now that we're getting later and later in the window, that price is still going to go up and up. Mm. And when it gets to deadline day that's when you could be looking at 10 plus for Victor. Mm. Um, so as it gets later in the window, I know it sounds really bad to say, and I am the eternal optimist, um, <laughs> as it gets later in the window, it looks less likely because the price keeps going up because we'd be losing our number one keeper in <clears throat> in a relegation fight, which is against the odds anyway, as it looks mm. on paper. So as it goes on, it looks less and less likely. And mm. no disrespect to Dylan Phillips, but... Why would we sell Victor in January when there's still the slightest of chances of staying up? If we go down, then Victor will go in the summer because oh, he's not a League One standard keeper. I think everyone can accept that. Um, but as it stands right now, Rotherham aren't relegated yet. It's slim odds, but there's still a possibility of us staying up. Um, so why would we sell our best keeper? He's like our best asset yeah. of trying to keep us up. So... It doesn't, it doesn't make sense. The only reason it makes sense is if we needed to cash in, but we've got to this point in the window and we don't need to cash in. Yeah, well, we... I think the only reason he'll go is if Richardson wants some money to mm. do something with this window or in, or in the summer. I, I can't I can't see a reason. I, I don't, I just don't, unless we say he's available, I don't, I don't think he'll go. Because as you've mentioned, Danny, as John and Harry have mentioned in the comments, uh, not many people want a first-choice keeper in January. It's, it's generally a summer job. Um, mm. Anything to add on that, Meg? No, no. There's, there's, there's nothing. Um, we, we, none of us know anything about any, any sort of approach for, uh, for Victor. Let's not say it will happen, but yeah. it's just uh, like you say. It's just another social media. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's weird, isn't it? Very it's weird. weird. I can't. I don't, no. I don't understand. No, I don't. I, I, just don't, don't I don't understand what pleasure you can get out of doing it. You know what? What? Done. Being wrong, I mean, I'm wrong all the time, but I don't get any pleasure out of it. I don't, I don't, I don't need to advertise it. Well, people were saying they were sort of waving goodbye at the end of the Borough game, but again, Victor's one of those people that is always first over to the fans, first last away from the fans, constantly waving to people in the crowd. And this, that, and I, I, I wouldn't read anything into Victor's actions on the pitch. I mean, I mean to be fair. When you go to Borough away, you're in the rafters anyway. So what else can you do other than wave? Yeah, exactly. You know, when when you've drawn. If we'd have won, it'd have been cheering. But it'd be a crowd. It'd be in there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, Bibis says is Victor's not good enough yet for a top championship club. I, I, I don't agree with that. No, I don't. And, and and the reason I don't agree with it is, uh, yeah, yeah, he's playing for Rotherham United. So, you know, the level that he's playing at at the moment is, well, he's, he's playing at championship level. Don't matter what club he plays for, he's playing at championship level. But when you look at the quality of some of the goalkeepers banging around in Premier League, I mean, dear me, he is, he is, he is streets in front of some of them, not all of them, but some of them. 
So, so I, I can't accept the fact that I cannot accept having watched Premier League this year that he couldn't slip a Man United shirt on and be better than Man United's goalkeeper, who are what third, fourth, fifth, whatever they are in Premier League. Small, huh? because he is. Mm. End of. I mean, that yeah. you don't, that that's take any bias out of that whatsoever, you know. And and there are others as well. So, um, I, I, I yeah, we've got we've got Victor Colour glasses on because of what he's done for us and and, and everything else. But I, for me, I, uh, I I do think that he's he's easily he, he could easily slip into a Premier League side, frankly. Yeah, I agree. They slip into Sheffield United. They slip into the you know, pit leads at the top of the division. Those kind of things make sense uh, because yeah. of that. How good he is, John Rell says. Shock horror! A player wave to the crowd. That's <laughs> 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 what's up. Um, John Rell says one thing I would say that works against him in regards to top of the championship and bottom of the Premier is just Bruce and quality his feet right there on It makes a huge difference. His kicking's better. Long kicking. Yeah, his long kicking needs work. Um, mm. It's not terrible. It's just not great. Um, but as Chris Page of Sweden sees something in Victor now, so yeah. he's going to be first. Well, he will be first at some point for Sweden. He's going to be a Premier League keeper. Moving on, moving back. I, moving I, away. I would picture Victor being sort of a um, a Coventry sort of keeper. Okay, you know where where they could have a good run towards the top or finish fifteenth, and there's no in between. <laughs> I'm better than that. Anyway, mm. let's stop trying to you know farm Victor out for where we fancy. I, I hope Tobias um, is not listening. Being a Villa fan, he's not going to be happy with that. Is he? <laughs> 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 it's nice to love it if Victor signed for Villa in the Premier League. That would be amazing. Yeah, they got Emil, aren't they? Um, sadly, um, mm. right. Shelley says it made a difference when PK came on, gave us a bit more down that side. He's got the legs to get up and down. Uh, he's not refused to play because it turns out Pilot Peter Kills was quite happy to play for the United. No, um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm, I'm shocked. You know, I, I take social media on face value. Um, yeah. so that's just when I saw him come on, I couldn't believe it. Um, but we'll, we'll leave you on that ill, Matt. Good green. <laughs> <laughs> um, go on. Hey, hey, hey. It can't have been him. Do you think he's an imposter? I don't know. It can't have been him. I mean, it. He didn't want to play. He's refused. He's gone to Peterborough. What? What? I know this is too much for me. I can't get my head around it. Can't get my head around it. <laughs> oh, it's like being in lockdown, playing uh, Among Us again. Who's the imposter? <laughs> it's number forty. It's him. Yeah. Um, but he should make is that he's an important player. Yeah. Because. We talked about Lee Peltier. I'm not going to go back over that that situation. But as soon as Cursor came on, it allowed Revan to go to left wing back, mm-hmm. and it allowed an it allowed attack from both sides. Yeah. And I'm not saying Peter Cursor was fantastic, amazing on this that, but he was good, and he helped the team. The way he played helped the team. Yeah. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I mean, it. <laughs> It's bizarre, isn't it, that he were, he were ever allowed to leave in first place? Did you say we're not going to yeah. mention that? I don't know. I mean, yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he's got the strength, he's got the pace, he's got the ability to play up and down that wing from, from you know, defensively, he's very, very good, gets himself positioned right, in the, in the right positions. Um, physically, defensively, he's very, very good. But going forward as well, uh, he can put a ball in a box, he can win a ball in the air. Um, I, why I don't know, I don't understand. I do, I just I, I get it even less, you know. 
Um, and, he, and he made a big difference when he came on. I thought Cohen Bramall uh, obviously went off injured, uh, which 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 allowed Kioso mm. to come on. Uh, I thought Bramall looked out of his depth a little bit yesterday, and, and he seemed to me to be struggling for, for confidence. Really does seem to be struggling for confidence. You know, he, he again he he went forward, went forward, and then got halfway and came back again on a number of occasions. Um, I, I think it might be time. Obviously, he's, he's he's gone off with an injury. I don't know how serious that is. Hopefully, not too serious. Uh, but it might do him a little bit of good, our Rathbone and and um, and others to just have that little bit of time out of the, out of the firing line, out of the the first team. Um, and and when now we've got Kioso fit and raring to go. Well, he's fit. I don't know, allegedly he's not raring to go. <laughs> you know, it, it will help us. I mean, Revan Revan is good going forward as well. He's very similar um, in his attributes to um, to Peter Kioso. You know, it, so it's not it's just not as physical, is it? It's not as physical, but he can put a ball in the box. You know, he's, he's comfortable with the ball at his feet. Um, defensively, is 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 solid. Uh, and it can get up and down that wing. So, um, yeah, maybe from a Rotherham United point of view, the 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 injury to Cohen Bramall might help us a little bit for a couple of weeks, if it's just a couple of weeks, just to mm-hmm. give him a little bit of time away um, and, and allow us to try something that little bit different. Um, we'll see. But uh, I thought yeah. Kiosa was very, very good, yeah. Yeah, uh, Shelley says he put a few balls into the box, Kiosa, something we've been lacking lately. Yeah. As we've mentioned with pelts, um, Harry says, and a few other people have mentioned. Did anyone see that he liked a few Peter tweets yesterday? Not Robin stuff. Yeah, maybe he, he likes his. He liked his like Peter, but he's fond of Peter. Uh, a few players there that he's, he's obviously still friends with. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't think it's the smartest thing to do. To be honest with you, if I'm if, no. if I'm going to call it, because everybody can see that and. and you, we all know how we all instantly going to react, or people are going to react on social media when they see that. Uh, but at the same time, as his own man, it doesn't mean he don't want to play for Rotherham just because he's liking a few Peter retweets. Um, why? why? That's, I kind of, but I kind of like that about him that he's just he does whatever he wants. He's just honest about. His, he's not hiding anything. He's just living how he wants to live his life, kind of thing. I, I don't sort of mind that. Then he's only putting performances for us, which he did. Uh, crack on, mate. Like like whatever you want. Yeah, well, I mean, like you say, he spent. Um, the majority of the season um, already on loan at Peterborough, so he's going to have a closer connection to their squad than he is to ours at this moment in time. Yes. Um, so I think it's a case of just don't read too much into it. You know, the only thing we can read into is that Peterborough's chairman has said they don't have the money for him this window. He said that publicly already. Um, and that Kyoso hasn't refused to play because he has now played. Um, and he put a shift in. Um it might have come a little bit unexpected because um, you know he's just come back from illness, so he may have Richardson may have we may have had him down to start the following game and not come on against Middlesbrough so quickly. Um, but because he's put a shift in, just leave his social media alone. You know what I mean? I like stuff from other football clubs. It doesn't mean I'm going to defect and go and support them. You know, you know, it's it's just looking too much into it. I think. Yeah. Why, why would you go and look at what liked? Well, yeah, exactly. Why would you go and look to see what somebody it comes like? up though, doesn't it? It comes up on your on your feed if you follow somebody, your <laughs> suggestions. Yeah. If you like some, you can see what people like. It brings it up. But anyway, well, 
Um, Danny, how is it right? Danny, get it right. He's not ill. How many times he was refusing to play? He refused to play the first half an hour. We were going to start him right, but we didn't <laughs> want to play half an hour. Bro Bramble weren't actually injured. He just only wanted to play at a set amount of time. That was get it right. Danny. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, apparently he looked miserable on the club's Insta, <laughs> even though he was walking with his phone and he was looking where he was going in the hallway. Yeah. On honestly, like I get some people. Like to have a stalk on social media and put two and six together and work something out. But sometimes it's just leave the bloke alone. Right. You know, you know what I mean? Just leave him alone. Let him get on with his job, which is to play football, which is currently for Rotherham United because we pay his wages. Yeah. You know, just leave him alone. Let him get on with it. What I did notice, and this is again not great in terms of his treatment at the start of the season, he's wearing number 40. Last season he wore number 30, which means we gave his number away at the start of the season. That's his number. That's, that's well. not. That's Matt Taylor. That's what I mean. Sounds, that's yeah, Matt yeah. Taylor's fault. That was also what I mean in terms of how he's treated at the start of the season. If you sort of question where where he's happy, he's he was sent out on loan. His number was given away to somebody else, and that's clearly a number he liked because he wore it with Peterborough as well, mm. um, which again suggests. Um, mm. We dragged him onto the pitch. He came on kicking and screaming. There you go. It is. That's it. Uh, I guess he said two is three. It is, but again, I think. You'd have to ask Peter Kiosa, but I think he likes those numbers. I think that's 30, 30 is his number. Uh, there's at least two clubs now. Um, Although, um, like, like you said, with two being three, um, if we were to go as like next number up allocation, he would have took number two. So he's, clear, he's clearly been asked which numbers you want. We can't give you 30. And he's clearly said yeah. 40. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's still, you know, it. it it doesn't matter. I'm just pointing out that... Yeah, he, exactly. He, 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 it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, YouTube says, I take it that we won't be having a Mick ref rant tonight. A couple of referee decisions that went our way, Mick. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> if I were a middle of a fan, you might. <laughs> would. So, let's, I want to cover the first two... It's still the first half. There were two penalty claims in the first half. Mm. The first one was where, where Revan and Victor came together, and I think it was Greenwood. Um VIR probably gives that. I think there's a tangle of legs with Revan and, and whoever the striker was. Did you, did you think that was anything in that, Mick? I didn't. I thought the ball had gone completely. The ball were out of play. So, I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, no, I didn't think it, I didn't think there was at all, no. Uh, okay. I'm trying to remember what the other one was. The Kyoso one, where Kyoso's put his arm on Greenwood uh, and sort of dragged him around a bit. Yeah. That's, that's never a pen, that. I'm I sorry. want that. That's I would want that. I think I'd want it as well. However... However, he went down ridiculously easily, didn't he? Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, with his arms up in air, and and clearly Dan and Bond weren't weren't having any of it yesterday. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I would probably have wanted that looking at it, but the reality of it is that the, the contact was not enough to drag into the floor. Nowhere no. near enough. No, so, um, I, both, I. I I know I'm looking through Rotherham United glasses, but I think he got both decisions right, ultimately. I was convinced that it was going to give the Kyoso one. Bear in mind who the referee was. I yeah. was convinced it was a penalty. Yeah. But it was no give it. Um, it's one of those given, not given. I'm, I'm okay. Danny, anything on those two? On those two? We'll talk about the offside goal in a minute, but the two penalty instances. Are, are, are you happy or unhappy? Um, as, a, as a Rotherham fan, I'm happy with both of them. Um I've not seen the second one, truth be told, but the one that certainly came up on the highlights was the Kyoso one. It's never a pen. There's contacts, but it isn't 
enough to warrant Greenwood's reaction, I think. Yeah, and John Merrill says, didn't go down as easy as Stoke player did. And no, if you haven't seen this, go to John Merrill's Twitter. Yeah, the yeah. tweet that he's tagged Mickey and the dive from the Stoke player. Just... I mean, to be, fair to, to be fair to the Stoke player, I don't think he was going for a dive. He was going for distance, weren't he? Weren't <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it like that in my life. Yeah. It was unbelievable. <laughs> and he must have. He must have. He must have got three or four meters out of that dive. It was just. Oh, he did. Yeah. He might be training as a Sunday league keeper, mate. <laughs> well, possibly, yeah. 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 And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, right, move on to the goal. Our, our goal, Mick. Mm. Um, Cafu first goal, I think my first competitive goal uh, for the club. Um, that's how you score a goal when you play like that. Mm. You have to be quick on the break. You have to have picked the right pass and Cafu has got to have that composure. That yeah. was... That was typical. That that up to that point, that's why for me it was an excellent away performance mm. because you had to take those chances and we created a chance brilliantly. The pass from Hugo is just it's perfect, it's lovely. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, as soon as that ball reached Capital, you knew we were going to finish it. Yeah. You knew he was going to finish it because he's got that experience, that composure, like you say, on the ball and and the ability and the, and he it was it was an, it was a really really good finish. Um, as I've seen, I've seen a few people criticising Cafu's performance yesterday, and I have as well, yeah. And I, 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 I didn't get that at all. I mm. thought, he, I thought he really put a shift in yesterday. Um, you know, he, he was he was involved in the press a hell of a lot, um, and and I thought I thought he did really well. I thought he did really really well. But yeah, I thought he was disciplined, really really disciplined yeah. in the way he played. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he, he, he he was kind of a, a bit out of character mm. um, for him, but anyway. Um, I thought it had a really good game, um, but yeah, it was it was a, a really well fashioned, well well taken goal, and and a, and and John Hugel getting an assist. I mean, that's that's I didn't have that on me on my on my tick list at all. So yeah, um, really good, really, really. Excuse me, really good. Beers repeating on me. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, we all love Cafu, Danny. We, there was just something about having a. A Portuguese guy named Cafu that just screams, Oh, this is going to be exciting. But he, he, he did that job yesterday that wasn't exciting. I know he scored the goal, but it was just he, everything else was just calm and cool and not shooting from 45 yards. And like I said, Mick joining in the press and he got his rewards for doing the horrible, boring stuff. I, I, that's what I see anyway. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think the way in which we, um, we broke through Middlesbrough perfectly showed how. Cafu was meant to be the striker, like the off striker in behind mm. Hugel. 
Um, it's a brilliant ball through from Hugo, by the mm. way. We talk about Cafu so not really having that sort of compelled shot in his locker. I didn't know Hugo had that long pass assist in his locker either. I mean, mm. when you watch it back, fair enough, he's toe poked it straight through. Outside at foot, outside at foot. It's all about the. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's toe poked it. Um, but yeah, it's a brilliant break forward, brilliant assist, completely cuts Middlesbrough's defence in half, and calm and composed from Cafu. Um, mm. Just, I just wish he had more of that to show us uh, because mm. the uh, the commentator on the highlights said it was his first competitive goal since 2021. Uh, so it's really? like, yeah, so it's like I wish he had more of that or we utilised it a bit better anyway. Um, mm. But now he's shown that he can do it. So you never know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually think Cafu would look better behind Nomway than Hugel. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, Shelley says, I think we lost a bit of shit when Kaffa went off, if anything. Yeah, I thought we were... And again, the first time was dull, Mick. It was dull as dishwater, but it was organised. And I didn't think Kaffa could play that role. I'm, I've, I've, I've clearly underestimated him, mm. but he was pivotal in terms of where we played. And I think yeah. I think Shelley's right. I, I just think we lost a little bit of something when Kaffa went off. I, I think it's clearly what they've worked on, isn't it? Kaffa with the front, with, with whoever yeah. up front. And I, I think Shelley's nail ahead there, really. I think we'd seen it before earlier in the season with Cafu at the front or just in behind the strikers um, when we were pressing high, when we actually got some pressing mm. uh, done at the beginning, towards the beginning of the season. So it, it's obviously a position that, that would suit him. And if, if you can get him in those positions, he's going to finish, isn't he? It's quite clearly going to finish. So, um, yeah, I mean, we did. I think we did lose a little bit of shape. Um, but, yeah. It, it, it cost, really, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I was really impressed with Cafu. Really impressed mm-hmm. with him yesterday. And, and I'd love to see. I want to see a lot more from uh, a lot more from him like that. That'd be it'd be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I actually nice said the only thing about Cafu is he thinks he's on skill school sometimes. It does, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> he didn't drive Dink or something like that week goal to be honest with you. That that had summed him up. Um, Phil Rawlinson just on the back on the penalty instance says, Can you imagine the abuse some of our fans would have given up, uh, spouted if Cure's so penalty shot was given? That that crossed my mind as well. Mm. Um, so thankfully, I wasn't given uh, for for many, many reasons. Um, talk about the Borough goal, Danny. Uh, we spoke to Dana for the scouting report, and she's sort of said that Borough sometimes lack a cutting edge and they lacked a cutting edge. That, that was why we nearly won that game, is because we defended very, very well. And they didn't really couldn't work out how to break us down. They didn't have that little bit of quality until the 82nd minute or whatever it was, when Rogers was just lovely little ball inside, um, and that's that's literally the only bit of quality that Borough had all game, and it, it's got them the point because it's it's a lovely bit of work on the edge of box. Yeah, I mean, like you say, they definitely had chances in the game, but they certain certainly weren't cut edge chances. Um, I think there was the header in the first half and a couple pot shots from distance, which Victor handled. Um, <clears throat> but the first time they really broke us down, to be fair, was uh, the neat little back heel, and then uh, Falls finished it. Mm. Um, and like I say, you watch it back, and, and a few people criticise our defence at that point in time, but. You know, no one really expects that bit of quality and you do get caught out by it. Um, and I think Victor got caught out not expecting him to go for the near post because when it's that when the angle's that small, you expect him to go far post and try and wrap it around you. But no, it went near post, caught. It's a case of people just getting caught out with mm. moments of quality, both from the shot, from the assist. Um, 
and then it was just a little bit pinbally beforehand. So maybe a little bit lucky with the ball breaking. Uh, for who got the assist? Was it Rogers? I think Rogers. Oh, um, Villa wants to, want to pay millions and millions for millions and millions. Yeah. So it's 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 one of them where the quality of the championship has caught us out again. Yeah. You know, where we've defended really well and it's a slight lapse in concentration through the pinball and then a moment of quality that's caught about. But again, that's the story of our season with conceding yeah. goals. We're just conceding less of them now. Yes, true. Uh, John Wells said, do we blame the keeper for the goal? Very harsh, but he hates to keep us beating, beating the near post. I think Mick Victor will be blaming himself because I think that's a tight, he's a perfectionist kind of guy, uh, kind of goalkeeper. Um you always have to question the keeper. If it's, near, if it's, if it's a bit on the post, you've always got to throw that question out there, yeah. haven't you? you? You have. And, and he'll, he'll be he'll be furious about that, Victor. Um, he, he will blame himself. For, as a keeper, he shouldn't be beating on the post. It's, it's that straightforward, really. Um, I think that in the build-up, I think Pelts got caught out with the run. Instead, mm. he didn't go with the runner. He just he just kind of watched him go past um, or, or blocked the runner off or whatever. You know, um, so there were a couple of mistakes there. Um, I, I would, it's, I, for me, it's not a particularly well taken goal. Um, you know, he's, he's he's just hit it as hard as he possibly can. I know, up to get get through, and he, and he managed to get through. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'll be honest. I'm I'm sorry, Tobias. I know you're I know you're listening, but <laughs> I'm afraid that one's on Victor. That one at uh, near post. Uh, but Jay Boy rightly says, if it wasn't Victor, we wouldn't even have 10 points. So I'm sure no, we can like, No, I'm not. Correct. No, 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 no. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, correct, Jay Boy. Well done. Um, Jay Boy also says, I think we're looking incredibly more solid in recent weeks. For me, it's the attacking phases. We seem to offer nothing up front, no mm-hmm. age, no urgency. We do. Uh, I suspect that's maybe we'll get, maybe get into that another time. Uh, let's talk about the offside goal that was disallowed, Danny. <laughs> oh, I think we've got away with one. Uh, I'm pretty confident we got away with one because I don't think certainly the guy who put it in isn't offside from the original ball. No, but the, I think he's given it for Crooks, but I don't. Yeah. I'm not convinced Crooks is offside. No, I think it's very, Crooks, very tight. Crooks is offside. <clears throat> it's close. Yeah, no, it's, on the replay, I watched it back and he, I, I thought um, I can't remember which one of their players actually put it in. I, I thought he like, oh, actually. You know, with, with the guy who scored it, um, because he wasn't offside when the ball was put in, but it's the fact that Crook goes for the ball. Um, and, yeah, I agree, it is a tight one, but I do think it's the right decision because they paused, luckily they paused the um, the yeah, highlights nice. right where the ball gets played in and he's just offside. Um, if it was under um, Arsene Wenger's offside rule, he wouldn't be offside. But under the current law, he is because Arsene Wenger's rule is there has to be daylight between the two bodies for it to actually be offside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that to save Mick's sanity. Um, but in all sense of it, Crooks is offside, he goes towards the ball, so he's technically interfered with play. Um, if Crooks doesn't go for it, the goal stands simple yeah. as that. But because so, thanks, Matty, you've um <laughs> given us one there. Cheers. Um, but yeah, for me, it's offsides. Mm. Yeah, um, uh, Harry says Crooks was offside by his arm up by stop half. Mick Speed says he thinks he was offside as well. Um, it's one of those Mick that is offside. But how many times have we seen, seen that not given because he didn't touch yeah. the ball? We, it's it's one of those frustrating things of football. Another day, that's a goal, isn't it? Someday, on another day, another line, we don't flag for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I don't. I've not seen Mike in the comments tonight, but I, I will. I will 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I can't, I can't remember. I'm struggling with words tonight. You're wrong. Um, don't worry about I'll it. compliment the line though because he, he's got a. It's, it's a tough decision for him to make there. You know, given the complexity of that offside rule, Crooks for me is offside. He is in an offside position when that ball is struck, and he goes for the ball. Um, so, you know, it's not not an easy decision for the liner to make, and he's and he's done it, and he's done it well in my view. Um, obviously, we're not looking. None of us are looking along the line. You know, yeah. I don't think there is a view that that shows it along the line. Um, so, so yeah, I I think he's done a really really good job there. Um, and and Sean Morrison seemed to think he'd done a very good job as well, which which amused me no end. I'll be honest. <laughs> you didn't pick that as your funny moment. You didn't pick that, did you? You didn't go I to said one of two, didn't I? I said yeah. then that was my second. Did enjoy. I that. did two lots of homework, and I expect an extra uh, <laughs> extra mark for that. Fair enough. Uh, Scott Kent says, in the disc- if anyone's not joined the Discord group, feel free to join us on the Twitter page. On the- it's pinned on the Twitter page. He put in there that he didn't think Cooks were outside. I know you are. I've noticed. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, I'll mention that. We're going to try next week because there's no football on for us. No proper football. FA Cup fourth round, don't count, does it? Mm. Um, because there's no proper football, we're going to do a, um, call it a mailbag. We want people to send in your questions. You can reply to the tweet, tweet we've put out, send us an email, send us on Discord, whatever you want. And we'll just go through some serious questions, some daft questions, whatever you want. And this is going to really annoy Mick. So please get some questions in to annoy Mick. Because they'll be fun. <laughs> Asking really stupid questions. Would you rather fight a cat or a dog? That kind of thing. They really, really annoy me. Um, but yeah. Oh, have you, just to go off topic slightly, have you two seen the uh, the podcast where he says, what's um, what's like the biggest animal you could beat in a fight? And he says a fish, and he goes, no, that's not an animal. And they just have a proper argument about it. <laughs> I felt myself losing brain cells watching it. It was so funny. Honestly, it was brilliant. Uh, we've already got a few in so our DMs are open on Twitter so if you want to just DM us on Twitter um, put them through there or find a way just don't put them in chat here on, on YouTube because I can't save these um, so yeah um, where, where, Mike Miller says he's <laughs> <laughs> doing that on purpose <laughs> uh, Mike Miller says I thought it was a poor decision I've I've got a still a bit on my screen now at the moment and the ball is played in and Morrison appears to be playing Crooks on side <laughs> I'm with Mike on this one, to be honest. Yes, I, I, Mike, are you looking directly along the line, Mike? That's, that's the question. Yeah. Um, John Morrell, Mike. Mike, Mick praising officials. Have I joined a different reality? Um, <laughs> if you notice, John, he only praises them when it benefits us. If he's just read between the lines. Um, but then at the end, Mick, there was a chance. There was another chance. Tom Eaves, uh, of course, that he had almost no right to get onto. Mm. And the keeper's done... Keeper's done quite well to get back because he really off with no man's land. So keeper's actually done really well to get back from that. Yeah, yeah, he has. He has, and it's yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame because that would have. I I felt, and I'm I am biased, but I'm on the Rotherham United podcast, so I can say it. I felt our second half performance was deserving of um of, of the three points. Frankly, okay. Um, I thought we created more chances than they did in that second half. Um. And you know, given what we've been through, I think I think we deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, felt, I felt for Tommy Eaves, but you know, I think you know, had, had the game had the game gone on 10, 10 15 minutes longer, uh, and we'd we'd weathered that, we'd started mm. to weather that storm that that they'd created in that last sort of so eighty five minutes onwards. 
Um, I think we'd have probably got something out of that game, something more out of the game, but it is what it is. Um, it, it bodes well for the fact that we 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 can create, we can cause teams problems. Um, and, it, it, you know, it doesn't matter how much pretty football they play, we can still cause them problems. So um, there needs to be some additions in that um, attacking yeah. area. Um, but, you know, we'll see. We'll wait and see. But it... it it, it did feel a little bit like a defeat at the end, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, I know what you mean. I'm sure your, your razor feels the same as well, doesn't it? I was so excited. <laughs> I think to me, whatever it was, I was so excited to just go straight upstairs and I shave. Um, <laughs> the problem is now, since my to the beard situation, we played the next away game is the team that have unbeaten at home this season, Leeds United. Um, and then the next away game after that is not for another month. On the, I think the 24th of February. So I've got at least, <laughs> basically, we've got at least another month without having to shave. Uh, it's QPR who have a terrible home record. So there's a chance with that one. Uh, although that, Ipswich is in there as well, actually. That's an easy three, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Danny, this, we'll go, go, come on to the, sort of the overall maybe context of it. We have performed better, much, much better than Liam Richardson in terms of these away, in you know, every single away game, barring the last 20 minutes against Leicester, probably. But we're not getting what we probably deserve. You, Plymouth game, we deserved at least a point. Blackburn game, I thought at the end of the game, we, we should have got all three points. And again, Borough, we probably should, should be sitting here with three points. That's that's why we're bottom of the league. And that, if, if you're going to have a chance of staying up, all these goal, all these games need to start to turn to three points. A, a point's not massively helpful at this stage, is it? No, I mean, <clears throat> uh, we've got one of the highest draw numbers in the league as well. I think we've drawn 10 games, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and like you say, just fine margins. If some of those draws were wins, um, Lord, Lord knows where we'd be. But, you know, when that's football, if we go back and change the pass, we'd be millionaires. <laughs> um, but I think you, you're right. You, you, when Richardson came in, it sort of rejuvenated us a little bit, bar the Leicester game. Mm. I think it was. That's like we've said this before. That's like the anomaly game. Other than mm. that, we've sort of gone from strength to strength. Maybe Stoke as well. Stoke's a bit of a, an outlier, but mm. you know we went unbeaten over um, over the festive period. All right, it were a win and two draws, um, but none of us would have expected that. If you'd have said to us after the Leicester game, "Oh, you're going to get five points over the festive period," and then going to Middlesbrough now and getting a point. As a minimum, as well, but feeling not let down, but more deserving of three points um, than it would have been another away game. Um, I'm going to go out on a limit, right? Um, and you can berate me or challenge me to do something if this doesn't pay off, whatever. But we will win away before the end of the season. Mate, I hope so. We will. <laughs> we will. I'm, I mean, I've seen a few on a few on Twitter saying about you know we won't win away this season, and it's like. Yeah, potentially, because there's nine left, I think there is. Um, but I do think we'll win away before end of the season. It might it might be last away game at season down at Bristol, but we'll but we'll, we'll win away. Richardson will will crack the code, but I do think in terms of the away form having a massive impact on how the season's going, it might be a bit too little too late. But yeah. again, the eternal optimist, you still never know. Yeah, we've got four points from 14 games, so yeah, nine left. Um, yeah, I think, and I think that there, there, there was a Twitter account saying this has now equaled the club record 
uh, mm. of away games without a win. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good times. It's good fun. Um, can I, can I just answer John? Well, yes. Yep. We know the answer, John. Because it's so, it's <laughs> yeah, John asked, has any any team gone down without a, without a win away from home? Yes, we did. It, it was the eighteen nineteen season. It was sixteen seventeen. Oh, was we, it? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, we in that in this in the seventeen eighteen. Sorry, eighteen nineteen. We won one. Oh, it was cute. Yeah. Um. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, John. Don't question us about rubbish away teams because we are the kings <laughs> of that. <laughs> Although, um, I will read you some stats from footballrates.com on Twitter. Uh, we do have the longest current run without an away win in the top four tiers with 27. Um, but the record stands with, Mer- however you say that, Merjeth Town, um, who went 61 consecutive league games without an away win between 1922 and 1925. How many? 61. <laughs> I think that record's safe. Yeah. Um, the next the league one... league one will win some. Yeah, definitely. The next one up is Swansea, who went 46 away games without a win in 1984, and then Leighton Orient with 42 in 1995. We won't be troubling any of those. But We're the best of the EFL era, we'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, no, there's, there's another team that got 32 consecutive without a win, I think. Well, Plymouth haven't won away yet this season as well, so we're not on a zone this season in terms of winless for the season. Mm. Um Kim Hayward says, one away win, Leeds said it first, yeah. We're going to beat Leeds when there's no Rotherham fans in because nobody can afford to pay 50 quid to watch them. Uh, but we'll sneak a dirty 1-0. Um, and we'll laugh all the way back home for the 10 people that go. £45 pounds for a ticket. I was flabbergasted. Don't get mixed hard again. Quickly, <laughs> move on quickly. Why do you um, football? We'll leave it there. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Manelsi, normal circumstances, that is a good point, uh, a great result. However, in your position, it's not really any help. The gap stays as it is, Mick. It's eight points. It's the reverse. When we were in League One, we were sort of saying, no, we've, we've drawn, we've dropped points, but MK Don's dropped points. So it's all the yeah. same with one less game. It's yeah. eight points with one less game. and yeah. yeah. With every game, it looks further and further away, doesn't it? And I know it it's only one game, but it does. It does. It does. Um, we've got to start turning these draws into wins now. Um, so let's wait and see, see what happens. But the, the signs are good, you know, the... the mm. uh, the performances uh, are better. The organisation's there. Um, we just need to be a little bit more aggressive going forward and hopefully be able to sort that out this month. We'll see. Mm. Uh, Scott Kent just wants to check if Victor's a booking away from a bench and he's on four. Yeah, he's up with it. It's to 10 now. After the 19th game, you can get 10 bookings, um, which would then be a two-game ban. And then that ends in March or April time. Uh, so it's fine. That, that booking yesterday did feel a bit harsh, I'll be honest. Yeah, it did. Um, I couldn't even any more time wasting, was it? Well, it, it, not not only that, you know, at one one, um, the the they were taking Middlesbrough were taking the same amount of time to take throw-ins. Yeah, they to, were to take the goal kick. So mm-hmm. it just seemed a bit. It did seem a bit harsh. I, I get why he's given it because obviously we, because of the context, you know, mm-hmm. we're one 0 up away from home. We haven't won since. 1897 away from home, and I, I get that, I do understand yeah. that, but it just it did it did feel a bit harsh. Yeah, agreed. Um, the, the the whole point of it was you had the time on at the end, which you didn't. So mm, yeah, that's gone by the board, that it. Yeah, thankfully. That's just Dan Bond's not reffing it, not reffing us anymore. Thankfully, they might do it again. 
Um, yeah. Uh, there's rumours, Danny, that George is on his way out of the club, probably on loan. The link at the minute is the strong link is Gillingham. That came through Friday. It was. Are you happy with that? If George goes out on loan anywhere, let's, let's pretend it's not Gillingham, but it seems like George on loan. Is that a good move? Um, I think in terms of him of getting him playing and getting minutes under his belt, yes, I think it is. <clears throat> It'd be very good for Georgia because he's not getting the fullest out of this season, I don't think, uh, minutes-wise. Um, and, uh, yeah, alone away would be really good for him. I was sort of expecting it to be a little bit closer to Rotherham, to be fair, because Gillingham's near enough opposite end of country. But it also feeds into the homework of funny things. You know, he, he scored the goal against Gillingham that sent us up and now they want to sign him on loan. So it's like swings around about to football. Um, yeah, that's true. Um, but I was expecting it to be like um, a Bradford, for example, mm. just, just as an example. Um, but in terms of getting him out, getting him minutes, getting him goals as well, I think alone away would be beneficial to him. But I can also understand if he doesn't go anywhere as well, it's still an extra body to have. That's the thing, Mick. You can't let him go unless you're bringing people in because we just haven't yeah. got the we ain't got the facility to just get rid of bodies at all. No, we haven't. We haven't, um, and and that's obviously why he's not gone yet. Yeah. Um, so you know, come thirty first of January, we'll we'll have a much better, obviously, have a much better idea where we're going to stand. Uh, and of course, we don't play again before then, do we? Now, no. So, um, these these next couple of weeks are, are going to be quite interesting to see how, uh, if or how the, the transfer window develops for us because it may not develop. Um, so I mean, if it doesn't, you know, we'll all have the fun of looking at people melting down all over social media, won't we? If it does, happy days. Um, so it'll be quite an yeah. interesting few days. Nice, easy run of fixtures though coming up in February. Um, yeah. Southampton on a club record and beaten run they're at home on the third Leeds United unbeaten all, all season at home away Hull City chasing the playoffs just signed for wonder kid Fabio Carvalho they're, and then we've got Watford That's that's that might be okay uh, and then Ipswich Town are again chasing for the promotion there on a Tuesday night before we go to QPR uh, oh, QPR and Sheffield Wednesday in consecutive weeks if yeah. we're still in the fight by the end of February we are in the fight in terms of fixtures, but listen, if we're still in the fight by the end of February, we fully deserve to be to be in it, given yeah. that run of fixtures. So um, <laughs> yeah. true. Let, let's wait and see because I, I'm I'm convinced I, I, there's there's plenty of fight left in this squad. There's plenty of fight left in it. Uh, you look at some of the performances on Saturday: Sean Morrison, Hakim Adolphin again. Um, Caffo, I thought, like I said, mm. was was very very good. Sam Clucas, you know. We and we have mentioned him, yeah. You know that there, there is some fight in this in this squad, um, and and I'll add to that Liam Richardson as well because mm. he's a scrapper as well, isn't he? Quite clearly, yeah. you know. Um, so let's wait and see. Let's just watch it all unfold before our eyes. It's quite a contrast, Richardson, from the man that speaks in the interviews to the man that's constantly moving and talking on the touchline, isn't there? Mm. There's, a, there's, there's a very different Liam Richardson. Um, when it's when the football when the whistle goes and the football game is actually taking place, I, I get I get the feeling he's not comfortable in giving anything away um, yeah. publicly. I don't mind um, that. Either. No, I, I don't either, to be honest with you. Uh, but then that will play into the hands of some people, you know, 
moaning about that. So, mm. but yeah, I I, I think um, I think he's he's, he's quite comf- happy to keep things in in house. Yeah. Um, John mentions it's Huddersfield QPR on in the league on fourth round weekend. Mm. Um, but we'll. we'll we're not playing, so we've got to, you know, you've got to understand that we're, we're going to be probably worse off if we're if we're not worse off by Huddersfield not winning. We're still worse off because QPR have picked up wins or something. So, bit of a killer for us, but they've got to play each other at some point, haven't they? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There is anything else, boys? What we want to mention? No, no, I don't think so. Cracking. Thank you everyone for participating in tonight's show. We've had some good fun. Like I mentioned with the mailbag thing, if you want to get involved on Twitter, send us a message on Facebook, send us an email. If you join the Discord, uh, there's a mailbag section on there as well. We'll pick out someone's. We'll do that Sunday next week. Uh, we'll come out. I don't think we'll do a Thursday episode because we aren't playing on Saturday. Um, and even if we make a sign in, it's still probably not enough to do a full episode with. We don't want to sort of string <laughs> your own. Depends who it is, doesn't it? Well, I suppose. I suppose <laughs> if we break as club record, we'll come on to do another episode. Um, or if Victor leaves, we'll do an episode. How's that sound? Oh, if, if Victor leaves, yeah, if Victor leaves, we're all dressing in black with veils on. <laughs> we'll uh, unlikely to be an episode Thursday, but there will be on Sunday, which we'll do the mailbag stuff. Um, please do subscribe on YouTube if you haven't already. Make sure you've subscribed on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you are listening uh, as well. Give us a five star rating. If you can do so as well. Uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Mick. It's been fun. Yes, thank you very much. Just a quick message to John. He's he's going to be disappointed when uh, Patrick Mahomes annihilates the Bills later on tonight. I assume he'll be stopping up for that, but I'm not. NFL reference, Danny. Don't worry about it, mate. Just, I got so confused and we're like, like what? I shall just I shall just sit back and uh, uh, look at the score when I wake up in the morning. Wrong football, guys. Anybody's <laughs> still listening? Don't worry about that bit. It's wrong football. Uh, it's not even a football. Is it still half time electric, Nick, or are you done? Can you pull no, the electrics finished? I just want to get off and watch early game on American football. So we, we keep talking then, yeah? Yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, Danny, pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for being with us. Yeah, oh, always a pleasure, lads. It's nice going into the FA Cup break unbeaten. If they could break, that's what we call the fourth round weekend, is it? Yeah, if they could break. Yeah, Yeah. if they could break. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, everyone, for being with us. Up the Millers, and we'll see you next time. Up the the Millers. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 years, Fodringham United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, and Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.